Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome into another episode of the Monsters Football Podcast. Got me, Devin, only as your host tonight. But let me just start off by saying, man, did we have an episode for you guys. Me and Caleb sat down, recorded an episode talking about the draft, talking about our thoughts on different things from the draft, uh, some of our likes, dislikes, winners, and uh, unfortunately we had a little mishap on Caleb's mic and it was completely um, bad audio and it's just not something we could use. So uh, here I'm going to go ahead and come at you tonight, try and kind of recap what we talked about, you know, bring in some news, um, basically just kind of talk about the draft. I'll have some more... um, talk later in this week kind of about landing spots that I really like going from a fantasy perspective but this is just going to kind of be more of a who went where what I thought of certain teams drafts um, who I thought kind of some winners were and where I think some positions were uh, that fell in that I really like but first I'm going to go ahead and get us started with some monster news so uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys have already you know, come across this news. And if not, then uh, buckle up because this one was interesting. DeAndre Hopkins now has come out and tested against the uh, performance enhancing drugs and is going to miss the first six games of the season. I saw where D Hop came out and released a statement talking about how he has never, you know, in his time in the league, failed a drug test, how he is very conscious about what he puts into his body. And that him and his team are fighting this. Um, He's not sure where this happened. And, you know, I like to root for the guy. Like he said, he has had a clean bill of health. He's never, you know, had any kind of substances or anything in his entire career there. So maybe this is a one-off. Maybe, you know, hopefully it's something, you know, I don't know how this works, if it could be something he ate or what. But definitely hate that for him. But it also makes you wonder and, you know, kind of getting into a little bit of the draft news. Did the Arizona Cardinals know this was coming with the massive trade that happened and sending Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals? Because it almost makes you think, you know, they had to have kind of an ideal. I guess this is something that Hollywood has been asking for for a couple years. He's talked about it even with Lamar, which unlike other situations where we've seen, you know, where people were like, oh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are best friends. Yeah, they like each other on the field because they help both each other's performance. But like Hollywood and Lamar were actually friends on and off the field. And Lamar kind of took this personal and you kind of wondered at first, did he not know it was coming? But then Hollywood's come out and said multiple times now that he's had this talk like Lamar knew. You know, I think it's still just one of those, you know, you're losing your best friend. You're losing someone that you've enjoyed playing with. So that was really rough for him to have that happen. And then in another piece of monster news, we had some some controversy starting to come out. I guess uh, Ryan Tannehill, during an interview, talked about the addition of Malik Willis. And someone was talking to him about him being a mentor to him. And essentially, Tannehill came out and said, you know, he has no problems with Malik. He doesn't think that it's his job to mentor him, though. Um, If he learns a few things along the way, that's a great thing. 
But basically, he came out and said, and I mean, he's got a good point here. They're competing for the same job. You know, sure, each one of them can learn from each other, but it's not his place to come in and train the guy that's supposed to replace him or anything of that nature. Um, we've all kind of expected this, you know, with Tannehill. He hasn't always put up great numbers for them. Um, he's just been kind of a, you know, he gets the job done but doesn't do anything spectacular for him. So it'll be very interesting to kind of see how Willis pans out in the draft. Um, that's kind of one of the big first things I want to talk about is, I mean, the hype was what him being the first pick at like 20 going to Pittsburgh and he ends up dropping into, I think it was what the third or fourth round. Um, it was kind of surprising to see, um, a lot of other guys went ahead of him. I don't know what some teams started to see that, you know, kind of scared them away from him. Uh, I do like the pick, um, first quarterback and actually only quarterback through the first two rounds, um, going to Pittsburgh at that pick 20 with Kenny Pickett. We kind of knew they were going to take a quarterback here. Obviously, like I said, a lot of people thought it was going to be Malik, but Pickett is a good fit for him. And what I like about the Pickett, uh, pick for them is he's a Pittsburgh native, you know, that's where he's been there in uh, college. He doesn't have to travel far. It's going to be very nice for, you know, for him to just be able to transition right there into it. Um, the big news for me though, like just like one of the head scratchers and nothing against either one of these guys. I think that, uh, both are going to have great careers, but Jacksonville going Trayvon Walker over Hutchinson. I know we heard a lot of stuff leading up to it coming into the draft, you know, that was looking like Walker was going to take that. And I think Walker's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to really be a, you know, a good asset and a good player in the league. I just, I don't think that you can pass up on a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. Um, somebody that that is that big of a leader has the, you know, talent that he does has the drive and work ethic that he does. Um, I thought, you know, even having picked two Detroit got a steal of the draft, I think in Hutchinson being there at two, I mean, obviously they would have been happy with Walker as well, but I mean, I really like the Hutchinson, uh, to Detroit pick. Um, I'm really surprised he wasn't the number one. I know we kind of heard it leading up that it was very possible, but yeah, um, I'm just going to kind of get into some of the stuff, like I said, that me and Caleb kind of were talking about, and we're just going to, I'm just going to go into a little bit of like what teams I thought did really well in the draft and what teams I thought kind of dropped the ball in the draft. Um, big, first team for me, as far as I wasn't a fan of, uh, I mean, the New England Patriots. I, I, I'm not sure what Belichick was thinking here. Obviously, it's hard to question a guy like Belichick who has the rings, who has the wins, who has the, you know, every accomplishment and accolade that he has. It's hard to question a guy like that. But I mean, going into the end of the first uh, round, you know, they came up with pick 29 and they go Cole Strange. I was actually in Tennessee during the draft, um, hanging out with my girlfriend and her family, all right there from in uh, Chattanooga. And you had the pick, and all of us were just like, first round, Chattanooga just had someone go, Chat State just had someone go. And like, I watched the film on the kid, and you know, he's a big guy, definitely has a lot of upside and a lot of really good potential. The one thing that gets me with him is he's looking at like a third to fourth round prospect. And sure, maybe a few other teams could have went in there and got him, you know, maybe in the second, or, you know, maybe there would have been a chance of them not getting him in the second. But some of the other guys that were still on the board, some of the other needs that I think that team could have, you know, faced and could have, you know, really benefited from, 
Cole Strange definitely was just something I was just like, wait, did that, did that just, did I hear that right? Did that happen? But, you know, I'm not going to knock it. I want to see how the kid does in the league. Um, you know, he could really surprise us. Like I said, Belichick is a hard one to really question. Um, but then also they come up at pick 50 and they go with Tyquan Thornton. And the dude's super fast. I mean, he's a very, very solid receiver. But they took him when you have guys like George Pickens, who even though we had some, uh, you know, questions about him with, you know, like his fighting and his attitude and stuff like that. You had Alec Pierce. You had Sky Moore. I mean, even a, you know, I mean, they don't need tight ends, but you still had guys even like Trey McBride still on the board. Um, and it just was very surprising to me that they went, you know, the route they did with Thornton there, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how that all pans out for him. It just felt very lackluster to me. The other huge loser, in my opinion, from the draft is the Chicago bears. Like for me sitting here, looking at it, thinking about it, you know, going with everything through the draft, they did nothing to help Justin Fields per se. They didn't get a offensive lineman until like picks 150 through picks 200 was when they f- grabbed their first one. I think it was actually like 158 when they grabbed their first lineman. And you're just sitting there going, you had a you know rookie quarterback in Fields who was coming new into the league. You have all these high hopes for um, you. You know you're you're excited to see what he can do. He gets pressured the fifth most out of any quarterback last year. And they wait very late to go out and get any offensive line help to really try and do anything. You know, it was defense for them, defense for them. And I get it. Defense can help win championships, but you still got to have an offense that can compete as well. And then the other thing is, I mean, you lose a guy, and I know he didn't have a great year last year, but you lose a guy like Allen Robinson. Um, you, you have now this uh, Byron Pringle whole incident, you know, where he, with a suspended license, doing donuts with his kid in the car. So most likely he's facing a suspension here as well. And they wait until they, you know, to draft a wide receiver, and then they finally go with Vellis Jones Jr., which I like Vellis. I'm like, Tennessee is a lot of fun to watch. And Vellis had a, you know, a very good uh, career there with them. I really like him. He is a little bit older. But, like, it was very surprising that that's what they waited to do. Um, so I'll be, it, it's going to be interesting to kind of see that play out too, because it just felt like they didn't really do anything to help fields in this draft. And I could be wrong, but I might've even read a report that like every one of their, um, like every one of the guys that were looking in and everything for the draft for them, you know, that was, you know, doing the prospecting and was, you know, really trying to like a lot of them got fired. Like it was, it was done. They, it was an awful draft. They hated it. Um, you know, it just did not work out in their favor. Um, but the ones that I'm going to go into for me, there's two teams in particular I think of. Um, there's there's one other one I think that had a pretty good draft, and I'll use them as like an honorable mention. But two teams that stand out for me as far as the draft goes that I thought really won the draft was the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, they come out and, like I said, Aiden Hutchinson, I already talked on that, getting him at pick two. That's a great pick for them. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to be absolute stud and he's going to be a menace for any quarterback in any offensive line. And then, you know, they go with pick 12 and they get Jamison Williams, you know, very big body wide receiver. We talked about him a few weeks ago. I really like the pick in Jamison Williams. And, uh, the only thing that I'll say for, for Jamison Williams 
that like kind of worries me in a sense with this offense is from a fantasy perspective. You know, Amon Raw ended up coming on huge right there at the end of last year. And I think, you know, he, we were all primed for him. I know a lot of the, my friends, a lot of guys in leagues I saw were making crazy offers in Dynasty to try and grab Amon Raw. And now through the offseason, DJ Charkish, you know, been uh, brought there. You now have Amon Raw, and now you have Jamison Williams, as well as TJ Hawkinson and Swift both coming back to be, you know, what it looks like is going to be a healthy year for them. You know, hopefully no injuries, knock on wood. But you've got a lot of guys that can be great in that receiving game for them now, and it's just going to be one of those, what is that going to do in a fantasy perspective? It could open the field up for them. They could do well. But you also have Goff throw into him. Is Goff going to be able to put up those huge numbers for those guys? You know, so that's one of the few questions that I kind of have with them. But I felt like they had a very good draft. The other one for me, and this is kind of bringing in off-season moves into the uh, into the draft as well, and you know, kind of what they did there with it. But the New York Jets, I thought, had an absolutely killer draft. Bringing in Sauce Gardner, you know, hands down probably the best corner in this draft. Uh, you know, super athletic corner. He he moves well, good hands, you know, good vision. Just a great defensive guy. You know, that's going to be someone great for them. Then they go and get Garrett Wilson. So, you know, they add in another good receiver, you know, to that team. And, you know, and then they ended up going out and they got Brees Hall. And I know there's a lot of guys that were like Michael um, Carter truthers. And Carter had some good times last year. You know, he had some decent plays here and there. But, I mean, he is not the athletic ability that you have in Brees Hall. And you're bringing Brees Hall into that offense now along with everything else that they've done. And to me, it's just it's exciting. It, it, it makes the Jets look exciting. And I know Caleb kind of made the joke talking about it, uh, kind of saying, like, what are the Jets going to do to Jets this, though? Here we're looking at a team that is absolutely solid, but yet it seems like every year they still have a top three pick. So what are they going to do to, you know, jets this up? And, you know, I hope it's nothing. I I hope they don't, you know, do anything in that aspect. I'd like to actually see them, you know, compete a little bit. Um, There's been a good shift on everything, so I'm really intrigued to kind of see how that goes. Um, But now I'm going to go ahead and kind of talk about some players from a fantasy perspective, in a sense, on where I like where they landed. So for me, one of the first big ones, um, you know, me and Caleb agreed on this and we're talking on it, is Drake London. Drake London landing there at Atlanta. I think that's going to be a huge pick for them. Uh, You know, obviously he has some very Julio aspect, you know, to his game. Uh, No Ridley this year. But what that's going to do is that's going to open up for Kyle Pitts as well. And I just, he's really going to be able to help that offense really step up. And it's just a good, good pick. Um, I know in, we just had a rookie draft actually uh, last night. And in that rookie draft, of course, Brees Hall was the, you know, 1 1. Um, and, you know, coming into it, everyone's talking about Kenneth Walker, most likely the 1 2. And granted, Caleb had, you know, pretty good running back core already. But, you know, at the 1 2 spot, he went with Drake London. And, you know, we were talking about it, and I don't hate that pick at all. He's, you know, he's going to be a monster. Like I said, and pairing him up right there with Kyle Pitts is going to be something super nice for him. And I'm really intrigued just kind of see what he does there. So I, you know, and me, like I said, me and Caleb were talking about that, and we really like that pick there. Um, one of the guys for me that I don't like, the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted Pickens 
absolutely hated that pick. I know Caleb disagreed with me here. Um, we were talking about it, and he absolutely loved the pick for him there. Um, but to me, it just – I felt bad in a sense because, like, I, and I know me and Caleb kind of disagreed again on this, and unfortunately you guys can't hear all that right now. But I felt like Pittsburgh sent out Chase Claypool to announce Chase Claypool's replacement in a sense. Um, I understand, you know, kind of some of the things that he was talking about, you know, that they always run a huge offense when it comes to wide receivers. Uh, you know, there's still obviously Deontay Johnson, you have Claypool. Um, now you've got George Pickens and then they also grabbed, um, Calvin Austin. That was the speedster that they kind of got that, um, you know, solid fit. Um, it's just, it, how is that going to be? It's just a lot of mouths to feed. And I feel like what it does is kind of that same thing I was talking about in Detroit, is does this hurt even someone like Najee Harris's value? Because you have so many receivers now. You have Pat Fryermuth that's going to really be stepping into it. you know. And that line didn't really get a lot of help. So Najee's points really came from the receiving game, not really from the rushing game as much. And I feel like with all these options at wide receiver, is Najee still going to really be able to you know have that huge impact? Um. Talk about another guy that I kind of, I really liked his landing spot. Uh, this was a guy I was really high on. I got to watch him, you know, in college last year playing a game. I know I kind of talked about this a few weeks ago, how I was kind of high on him. But um, we had the big announcement. I guess I haven't talked about this either. But during the draft, big announcement right before the pick came in for the um, Tennessee Titans. They, in fact, did ship out A.J. Brown. They ship him out. Surprised everyone. Um, you know, so they're at the 18th pick. Uh, they end up getting it from Philly. They send, you know, AJ Brown to Philly, which is huge for Jalen Hurts. Having another good weapon to go right next to Devontae, I think, is going to be amazing to see. And I'm really curious to see what that offense can kind of do with that. Um, but they end up drafting Traylon Burks, um, and it was it was so funny to watch because during the draft they start showing the highlights of Traylon Burks. As soon as they start showing them, they show their NFL comparison, and it was none other than A.J. Brown. So basically, they traded away Brown, who ended up signing like a, a four-year, $100,000 contract or something like that um, with the Eagles, and they get Traylon Burks. And now he's going to be stepping into that one role there in that offense. I think that's going to be somebody that is really going to benefit everybody. Um, when it comes to fantasy, I think he's going to be uh, a fantastic fit. The one thing like me and Caleb were talking about with his size, he really needs to be the outside receiver, and he's not. He's always been that slant guy, and you know it's going to be kind of intriguing to see if they can shift that any mini or how they can you know play that out and really you know really see him shine in that offense because of that. Um, so that'll be really that'll be something that'll be you know, one to watch for, but I think it's going to be something that's going to pan out well for anyone that can get Traylon. And I've already seen him starting to climb in the drafts because of it. Now bouncing back to somebody I'm not a huge fan of was very high on him going into the draft. Um, but this team, in my opinion, is in a rebuild and they did not draft for a rebuild. And I think a lot of that is because Pete Carroll can't, doesn't want to admit that they're in a rebuild. You know, they go and ship off Russell Wilson and they're coming out talking about how, um, you know, they've got their guy and they're good to go. They still have their receivers. They didn't want to trade anyone, but you had already 
um, a pretty decent young running back. Rashad Penny, who is someone that, you know, even me and Caleb have talked about, we've been really high on. You know, he really started coming on towards the end of the season, and I was really, really excited for the fact that it was probably going to be his offense now. And the Seahawks go out in the second round, and they draft Kenneth Walker. And like I said, I was really high on Walker coming out. But man, just that that placement there within with Seattle with Drew Locke as the quarterback and it's it's just gonna be a mess there. And I just I did not like that pick. And I, I feel like that's something that could really, you know it, it's gonna hurt a fantasy perspective because a lot of guys, you know, especially Dynasty, they were looking at, you know, um, Walker as the one two, maybe the one three. I mean, I even heard some people before the draft trying to say he was the one one, that he was gonna be better than Hall, which I thought was crazy even then. But yeah, so that that was another fit that I just I, I just wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give one more like and dislike. So uh, one of the other likes for me, um, I, I hated to see this guy go here just because I I feel like he is going to dominate. And you know, sorry for the Kansas City fans, you know, that listen to this, but I just I can't get on board with them. Just something about the atmosphere, something about the way, you know. And I get it; it's just it's just fandom. I understand it, but I've just never been a Chiefs fan. But man, Sky Moore dropping to pick fifty four for Kansas City, ha! Oh, you gotta love that pick. I mean, he's a speedster, you know, kind of gives you that Tyree Kill fill. Um, you know, he's gonna probably step right into that one role, maybe the two role, um, just really depends to kind of see how Juju really, you know, steps into that offense. But I mean, I think sky is, you know, and I, I made this joke last night and I'll bring it again, you know, just for the corniness of it, but the sky's the limit for him in this offense. Like, I mean, he is really going to fit in this offense and I, he's going to shine and he's going to be a great pick already starting to see him go early in uh, rookie drafts. Um, I think he went at the, like one nine in our rookie draft, um, yeah, one nine in our rookie draft. So you know, I, I will. It'll be interesting to kind of see how that all pans out. But it, he's going to be someone you're going to want, especially with the departure Tyree Kill. Mahomes is going to have to find somebody, and that's his guy. The very next pick in the draft for me was the one that I as uh, my next dislike: Arizona Cardinals which I already talked about them a little with this whole D-hop situation and how everything's going on there. But they go out and select Trey McBride. Great tight end, great score. I think his like he had a perfect score on the the, you know, the RAS and you know, he's he's phenomenal. But you have him in an offense now where you've already re-signed both your tight ends. You've went out and, you know, made some moves at receiver. And he just doesn't fit in that offense, you know, and like there's a lot of other places I could have seen him landing that would have been good in a fantasy perspective, but I just don't see it fitting there in Arizona. Um, It'll be maybe, you know, I'll put my foot in my mouth, hopefully, you know, like I he's still, in my opinion, the best tight end in this draft. Um, obviously he's not a Kyle Pitts player just because the size is a little different. Um, you know, Pitts is almost a more of a receiver anyways than a tight end, but I mean, McBride is a great athlete and you know, it's just one of those, uh, I just don't know how to, how quite to feel about it with him there in Arizona. A couple other honorable mentions on some guys that I kind of like their landing spot though. Um, Tyler Aljair. Uh, I know we talked about him a few weeks ago with the running back and I, uh, I like his landing spot there in Atlanta. I mean, they don't really have a good running back. I mean, they still have Cordell Patterson, who, what, after week 9, 10 of fantasy last year was Mr. Irrelevant, um, just basically fell off the face of the earth. 
you don't have Matt Ryan there to dish it off to him, you know, they're going to probably be exploring more of the options of, you know, if it's Mariota, you know, we know that Mariota likes his tight ends. So it's probably going to be more the Kyle Pitts. And then of course they have London and then, you know, they ended up drafting Desmond Ritter, uh, you know, a really good fit, I think as well for them, somebody that can really kind of learn a little bit and then kind of slowly bring himself into the game, but he might get, you know, tossed out there into it. Um, Al Jair, I think, is going to be a really good power back for them uh, to really bring what they need to that table, kind of a missing piece. Um, so I, I really like that. Another big one for me, and, you know, he might start going up in the drafts. I don't know what it'll be interesting to see. Somehow in my uh, 10-man league, in my rookie draft, I was able to pull this guy at the 2-3 spot. Um, but James Cook, you know, obviously he's not Dalvin. He doesn't quite have the size. He's not that bruiser back. But he does bring a lot to the receiving game. He's very shifty. He's got great hands. And I think he's going to be someone very fun to watch in that offense. Because let's be honest, they don't really need a power running back. I mean, we've, we've seen that's not how their offense works. Plus, in a running situation, Josh Allen takes care of it. You know, he, he's just going to dip his shoulder, run, truck some guys over and get the yardage, you know. Um, Cook, though, Cook's really going to fit in this offense. Um, I know another one that uh, Caleb was kind of high on that we were, you know, kind of talking about. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of use him in this offense. But Isaiah Spiller, you know, landing there in uh, the, with the Chargers is another interesting take. Um, I'll, be, I'll be intrigued to kind of see how that works out. And then the, the big thing for me that I wanted to bring up here too, just because it happened, you know, in our uh, voice last night, um, and unfortunately, like I said, that recording wasn't salvageable for us. But me and uh, me and Caleb got to discussing some things as far as receivers go, and of course, you know, me being the Colts fan, it got brought up about uh, you know us getting Alec Pierce. You know, I, I really like the Alex Pierce fit. Um, it kind of gave us another option. Obviously, we're going to have Paris Campbell hopefully back, hopefully maybe a full healthy season. But we were talking about Pittman, and me and JT are huge on Pittman. You know, Pittman was great last year. What I think our second wide receiver had like 400 yards to where Pittman had 1,063, I think it was, with Carson Wentz throwing to him. And we know how it, you know atrocious that could even been at some times. But uh, with Matt Ryan at the helm... I uh, made a bold prediction of Pittman going for 13 to 1500 yards. And I still stand by that. I thought about it last night after the the podcast and all day today as I was uh, working and thinking about this recording and kind of what I was going to talk about. But I I still stand by it with Ryan. You know, obviously he had some, you know, great seasons with guys like, you know, Julio putting him over 2000 yards. I think Ryan still has a lot left in the tank. He has an offensive line that might be probably the best offensive line that he's ever played behind. He has a great running back in Jonathan Taylor to really, you know, dish it off and just let him just take advantage of that and kind of soften up the defenses. And I just, I do, I think Pittman's going to have a big year. So I'm really curious what you guys think about that. So please, you know, come hit us up. Um, all of our socials, it's the monsters FB. Uh, we talk on Twitter. Um, you know, we went live on the draft there on Twitter. We also have discord, you know, feel free, come talk to us. You know, it's getting close to the time of the season. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to see us do different, but most of all, let me know, am I crazy? Do you guys think that that's an absolutely crazy hot take? Or do you think that's something that is very, you know, seeable, you know, to kind of happen with Pittman? 
you know, so please let us know. Um, as always, you know, it's been great talking with you guys. I really hope to hear from some of you guys. Um, you know, we've got some new traction. We've had some new Discord, some new followers on uh, Twitter. You know, it's great having you guys come in and listen to us week in and week out. Um, you know, it's going to start really getting on that regular basis now that we're getting through. We're going to start talking about... Um, I'm going to talk a few more, you know, picks that I kind of really like where they landed and what kind of fantasy impact that's going to have. We'll probably start getting into some rook, uh, rookie mock drafts. And then, I mean, you know, right before you know it, we're going to start talking about now that we have some teams kind of put together, we're going to start talking rankings as far as teams go. And then we're going to do individual rankings as where we rate some guys. And then before you know it, guys, season's going to be here. So we appreciate you guys, all the love and support that you've showed us. You know, let's just keep growing. Let's keep doing this as a family. So uh, I believe that's going to be it for tonight. Um, like I said, please hit us up on Twitter. Let me know what you think about that. And uh, you guys have a wonderful evening. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. I can be rude, be in the mood, I can be rotten I can be cool, my like a fool, but never forgotten Creeping in the dark, waiting for you